family and everyone watching online. Thanks so much for joining us this Easter Sunday. My name is Rachel and I want to let you know whatever your story is, whether you'd say you feel close to God this Easter Sunday or far from God or maybe somewhere in between, we're just so glad that you have joined us. We're honored that we get to spend this time together with you. Today, I wanna to celebrate again that last week we saw more people join in to hear the good news of God's love than we've ever had before in the history of our church. And in this culturally defining moment in our lives when so much feels like it's been tossed in the air, more people than ever are looking for hope. So thank you to the many of you who've been sharing invitations to our services. There's really no better invite opportunity than an Easter service. With just a click of a button, somebody, one of your friends, family members, colleagues, can be joining you to watch the message today. So would you take a moment right now and share this message, text the link, or share a picture on your social media? Today's message is gonna be a breath of life and hope. I also want to let you know that right now at the start of this service, we've got a dedicated prayer team waiting to pray for you. And on the screen is the QR code that you can use to send us your prayer requests. All you need to do is take out your phone, turn on the camera, and point your camera at the code. It will take you to a form when you can send us your prayer request. We know that a lot of you are going through a really difficult time right now. And the last thing that we want is for you to go through this alone. So would you let us walk with you and pray with you during this time? Today's message is part of a collection of talks on the subject, There is Hope. And I'm excited for you to hear this message. And one more time, let me say, welcome to Resonate Church. Well, hello, Resonate family. Welcome to Church Online. It's Easter Sunday, and it's so great to have all of you with us. We are about to have some church, and I'm believing maybe, just maybe, that in the next few minutes, your heart is going to experience what God designed it to experience, and that is an encounter with hope. I love this thought that the Holy Spirit, God gives the Holy Spirit to you, that so right now in this moment, you could experience the embrace of God right where you are. And I love that right now as a church we're gathering and we are not just coming to church, we are being the church all over the city. You're having church in your home and I'm hearing reports constantly about what God is doing through our church in these, really this generationally defining moment. I wanna start the service today and look into the camera and I wanna let you know, Resonate family, that Rachel and I love you so very, very much. We are praying for you. We are interceding for you. We consider it really one of the greatest honors of our life that in a season like this, we would get to be a part of your hope and what's getting you through. And so we love you so very much. We can't wait to see you. But really, here's the cool thing. I think we're gonna get to the other side of this and we're gonna be so thankful for the one anothers that we walk this season out with. Because you know, the Bible talks about love one another. There's all these one another statements in scripture. And I think that on the other side, we're gonna say, oh my goodness, the one anothers that were with me got me through this thing. And if you're watching right now and you're like, I don't even have any one anothers in my world right now. I wanna look at you and say, I'm so glad you chose to be with us today. Because seven days a week on Zoom conference calls, really all different times of the day, just in, in many different forms, in many different demographics, there are resonate groups gathering to actually be the church, to care for one another, see, for, see one another, provide for one another. And I just want to even invite you to check out our website, get online, go through the database, scroll through and find a place where you can belong. 
Because if you're feeling like I don't have a place of belonging, we want you to know that we actually exist for you. And I want to shout out all of our Resonate group leaders that you are making such an incredible difference in this season. So thank you so much. We love you. We are so grateful for you. Well, this morning, I'm excited to get into the Bible together and go to the Easter story and see what God has done for us that we celebrate on Resurrection Sunday. Before we do that, I want to tell a story to tie in some thoughts. And you ever had one of those days where it just felt like you wanted to cry, but you had to laugh because it got so comically bad? Rachel and I had one of these days earlier this year. We were in Fort Myers, Florida. We were there for a conference. We had flown down with our one-year-old son, Wylan. And man, the dude, I don't know if, you, if you've ever seen Wylan. You can uh, check out my Instagram if you want to see what this dude looks like. He's got curly orange hair. He's a fireball. We left the girls at home, but we had the Y guy with us. And we knew he wasn't going to be able to sit through a conference. He just kind of passed through that age where now he could walk and was trying to climb everything. So we brought a nanny with us. Now, the nanny flew in, got to the rental car counter, and sent me this all-important text. She said, I should decline the coverage, right? Now, here's what she was saying is like, the cost of rental insurance is pretty inflated. It's too much. I've probably got coverage through my credit card. I'm not going to be driving that much anyways, and so I should just decline. And in that moment, I would make a decision that would significantly impact the finances of the Johnston family. I'll tell you about the insurance part in just a minute. Well, now I'm sitting at the conference on day number one, and I get another text. This one's from Rachel, and it says, Leah's car's been stolen. And I'm, I'm freaking out. I'm sitting, I'm, like the conference is blowing my mind. I'm sitting right across the table from one of my personal mentors and heroes in life. And I'm like, I don't want to get up from the table right now. He's talking right to me, but I got it. So I get up from the table. He actually says, you can go use my office. I sit down. I start to text her back. And the first question I sent her was, what? How is this even possible? I mean, back in the day, it was easy to steal a car, right? Not that I know I never stole a car, but I heard that it was easy to steal a car back in the day when all it was was a key. And you just, you know, like in the movies, you just touch those two wires together and you're off and running. But now where you got these keyless starters, you can't steal a car, can you? I didn't think you could steal a rental car. All of a sudden, I text her back and said, babe, what's the rental car company saying? What are we supposed to do next? And she said, they told us that we need to get in touch with the police. They, the rental can't do anything for us until we can prove that this thing was stolen. We need a police report. And so at this point, I, I book it back from the conference back to the hotel. When I got there, I thought, you know what? Instagram probably needs to see what's going on right now. And I filmed this little Instagram video that I want to show you right now. Check this out. So it's a bit of the same getting hair fixed by Rachel, but um, there's... Yeah, so our, uh, the rental car for uh, Aunt Leah, who's here watching Wyland, has been stolen. And uh, that's, a, that's an interesting thing. I'm going to try and find the sheriffs out here doing some work. Um, but yeah, that's kind of interesting when, when you get the rental car <laughs> stolen. Here's the good news. Uh, first of all, there's the sheriff. Yeah. So here's the good news. I've never bought the insurance in my whole life, like ever. Um, and yesterday when Leah was at the counter and she called me and she said, should I get the insurance? I don't know. It was like, it was a direct download from the Holy Spirit. I was like, yeah, just pay for it all. I've never said that in my whole life. So that's a good thing. 
So that's the good news. We had some rental coverage. We were not going to be on the hook for the cost of the car. Well, things got weirder from there. The police tried to look up the license plate number that we had for the vehicle. And the policeman said to me, I think they call them sheriffs in the States. The sheriff looked at me and he said, he said, there is no car registered in Florida with the license plate number you just gave me. Now it's gone from bad to worse because he said, listen, I can't do any, I can't file a police report for a car that doesn't exist. So what you need to do is go back to the rental car company and find out why I can't find this plate number. So to recap, the rental car company, which will remain unnamed, said you need to go to the police and get a police report. The police officer who will remain unnamed said you need to go. He was awesome. He was super helpful. Took a selfie with me and everything. He said you need to go back to the rental car company and you need to tell them that you need to get some sort of information that I can actually find this car. Well, it's at this point where it's going comically bad that my son Wylan just said, Dad, you know what? I'm going to take things into my own hand. I'm going to steal the police car. Watch this. Hey, hey, Wylan, you can't get in there, dude. Bro, Wylan, you can't get in there, dude. It's a sheriff's car. Dude, you can't get in there. Well, it's at this point in time that I decide that I need to get some face-to-face -face time with someone who can help me. We've tried the phone with the rental car company and We've tried the sheriff, but I need someone who can just kind of have a little bit of empathy and understand that this is a, this is a tough moment where I need some help. So I decide I'm going to go back to the airport rental car counter where I can speak to a manager who's probably going to hug me. They're going to feel like this is such a tender story. This man needs some help. And so I get back to the rental car company. And I want to set the scene. I want you to picture this. I want you to picture a long hallway full of rental car companies. I get back to the lineup. There is a three-hour lineup for the rental car desk I'm trying to get to. I know it sounds like an exaggeration. I would have shown it to you, but I just didn't want to give you one more video in this message. But trust me, a three-hour lineup for this car rental company that will continue to remain unnamed. So there we are. I'm like, I can't wait in line three hours. I've got to do something. So now I've got to cut the line. I cut the line. I get up there, and I'm talking to a manager by the name of Erica. Now, Erica looked like she was about to be the most helpful person in the world. And so I looked at her and I said, Erica, I have had a really difficult day. Erica, I'm on the borderline of tears and I need your help because here's what's happened. Our rental car has been stolen. Erica looked at me with a combination of what I would call anger, disgust, and frustration. <laughs> And she said, you lost the car? And I said, listen, Erica, I feel like you and I need to work on some common language here because I'm saying stolen and you're saying lost. And I feel like that word lost sounds a little bit blamey to me. Let's just stick with the word stolen. She looks back at me. I'm not making this up. This is actually what happened. She said, listen, you've lost our car and there's no way I'm giving you another one. Now imagine this, that what's going on for me is this combination of I feel really far from normal, I feel overwhelmed, and even though I'm surrounded by people, I'm feeling strangely alone. And I tell all that story because I think so many of you watching this are in that exact same spot in your life right now. You feel so far from normal, you feel on some level overwhelmed, maybe just maybe the worst part of it is that you actually feel alone right now. And you feel alone because you've had to go through weeks of shelter in place on your own. Or you feel alone because everybody in your family looks to you to be the strong one that's got it all together, the stiff upper lip person, but you just feel like you don't even know if you can hold it together anymore.
Maybe you're feeling alone because in the midst of this cultural moment, really the most difficult moment of our generation and our lives, you're just wondering, where's God in all this? And if that's where you're at today, I've got some incredible news for you. We're gonna go to the Easter story and we are gonna find that one of the most influential Christians of all time felt perhaps exactly the way you feel. And he felt this way before the cross and even interestingly enough, immediately after the cross. You're gonna find that you've got something in common with this guy named Peter. And if you've been around church or you've been around the Bible, you'll know a little bit. But if you don't know anything about Peter, Peter is one of the 12 disciples of Jesus. These are the guys that Jesus has been developing into the leaders that will take the message of God's grace to all of the earth, all of the planet and all people. These are some important individuals that he's developing and Peter is really near the top of the list. He's the guy that the rest of them all look to when they're in a trial and yet Peter is about to experience some distance in his relationship with Jesus. Now, if you were observing these guys, I think you would find it so hard to believe that Peter could ever experience distance in his relationship with Jesus. I mean, Peter is there the night before the cross and eating with Jesus. Jesus invites him to be one of just three individuals he would take with him to his final prayer moment. In fact, Peter is feeling so closely connected with Jesus that he actually says these words in Mark's gospel. Jesus, even if the rest lose their faith and fall away, I will still be beside you. This is like the early version of the song, Lean On Me. He's like, doesn't matter. If everybody else is gone, you can lean on me. You can trust me. I'll be there for you. But he's about to experience distance in the relationship with Jesus for two reasons. Number one, fear. And number two, failure. And number one is fear. Fear will always lead to distance in our relationship with God. And here's where the fear comes from for Peter. Jesus is arrested. He's taken to a makeshift midnight trial. And Matthew's gospel tells us this. Peter followed Jesus at a distance. No longer up close and personal. No longer closely connected. No longer I will still be standing beside you. Now it's he's following at a distance. He doesn't want to fully fall away. He wants to be close enough to see Jesus, but far enough away that he doesn't get noticed. I think fear has the potential to do this in all of our lives. It's not that you don't believe in God. For most of us in Canada today or in the U.S. or really worldwide, most people, the majority of people still believe in God. It's just that there are some reasons that we do not live out our faith. And one of them is fear. Fear, worry, and anxiety can lead to a gap and a distance in our relationship with God. And before COVID-19 hit, as many as one-third of North American adult studies would say, we're experiencing a high level of anxiety on a daily basis. And so it's not that we don't believe in God, it's just that there's so many issues to get ironed out, there's so many challenges to try and be rid of in our lives. We're so preoccupied with dealing with the stress that we are just not living out our faith. And if that's where you find yourself today, again, you find yourself in some pretty good company right here with Peter. Because Peter is thinking the things that maybe you're thinking. Why is it going like this? What am I supposed to do next? And how on earth is this going to play out in the end? 
Well, Peter's got a little bit of distance between him and Jesus. It's about to go to a bunch more distance because some people start to recognize him. First, it's a young girl, then it's two others. And, and they say to him, aren't you one of his disciples? And Peter, Peter, who's just been standing beside Jesus, Peter, who's just sung stand by me to Jesus, Peter, who said, I'll always be there for you, Jesus. He looks back at them and he answers this. I don't even know him. The reason is fear because he knows what they're really saying. What they're actually saying is, shouldn't you be arrested? Shouldn't you be on trial? Shouldn't you also be interrogated? And Peter goes from a little bit of distance to a lot of distance. And he says, listen, my closest friend, the one who's always been there for me, I'm, I don't even know him. And I want to pause for a minute, look into the camera and say to anyone who's, who's wondering the extent of God's love for you right now, that Jesus, when he went to the cross, he didn't just go to the cross in the lead up to the cross. He experienced the deepest pain of the human soul, the rejection from those closest to him. I mean, imagine in the hour of your greatest need, the people, in fact, the person that you are most connected to walking out on you and turning their back on you. The Bible says that God was willing to experience rejection as he was redeeming you. And that perhaps more than anything this morning, and it is a picture of God's redemptive grace. Well, from here, Peter, Peter's got fear that's led to now a pretty big distance, but failure, failure is about to break this thing on down. Failure takes the gap to a whole nother level. After Peter says he doesn't know Jesus, a rooster crows. Jesus said that you're going to deny me three times, then a rooster is going to crow. And when Peter hears the sound of the rooster crowing, it sets off alarm bells inside of him. I did what I said I would never do. And Peter's about to turn and actually run in the opposite direction of Jesus. And if you've ever felt like you failed God, if you've ever felt like you've let God down, maybe you've done exactly the same thing Peter did, which is to no longer say, I'm going to stay close, but to turn and run. Listen, if you've been battling some sort of addiction in your life, the last thing you feel like you should do is run to God. What do you feel like you should do? Like you should run away from God. Like no longer should you be up close. Now I need to be far away because I don't deserve to be close anymore. That's what Peter feels. Listen to this. Luke says, Peter burst into tears, ran off. He wept bitterly. Peter's had a front row seat to all of the ministry of Jesus. Peter heard all the messages. Peter saw all the miracles. And yet the moment fear and failure take over in his heart, he says, I'm walking out on this whole thing. I'm walking out on this Jesus stuff. I'm walking out on what I thought my future was going to be. And so now I want to fly things out to see, again, one of the pictures of the Easter scene that really tells you how much God loves you. It was when Peter had ran and fled that Jesus went to the cross to rescue and redeem. It wasn't when Peter was close that Jesus redeemed him. It was when he was far away. It's the same for you and I. God didn't save us when we were trying to get close to him. He saved us when we'd turn and run the other way. 
He didn't save us when we were doing everything we could to be where God was. No, he saved you when you were far. He saved you when you didn't want anything to do with God. He was reaching towards you. That was the rescue moment. God did all that while we were far. And so today, it leads us to this place of asking the question, now what are we going to do with the resurrection story? Now I want to take the jump to the other side of the cross. Come on. Let's go to the resurrection side. That's why, that's why you're watching church online today. Because you want to hear about the resurrection. That we, we want to hear about the good news side of this story. So we go to the other side of the cross and Jesus has raised to life. One of the first things on his agenda on the other side of the cross is to get some one-on-one time with who? With Peter. Now, John's gospel, chapter 20, tells us that Jesus, Jesus appeared to all the disciples together in an upper room. But even seeing Jesus resurrected and alive wasn't enough for Peter's heart still. Like he's still, it, God had already done all the work to get to Peter, but Peter was still dealing internally with his own issues, his own fear and his own failures. And so Peter decides, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going I'm to go to the place where I feel competent. I'm going to go to the place where I feel in control. How many do this? Like when stress starts to hit you, you go to a, you try and do something. There's, there's a couple different responses. There are the people like myself who would say, I just want to be in control. You know, for me, it's cleaning the house. If I feel stressed, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put on some John Coltrane ballads album, some jazz, some soft jazz. I'm going to start, you know, because I think that calms my heart. And then I'm just going to start to clean. I mean, I will clean to the point, I will get Q-tips out and I will be going in the, you know that, you know on the fridge, right? Where you got that, there's that little, like that line of, I don't even know what it is. It's the thing that connects, like some mold gets up in there. Like, you know I'm stressed out when I've got a Q-tip and I'm just getting, I, like, I'm in the windowsills. This, even this week, Rachel, she came home one, one night and she saw me, like, I was cleaning hard. And she looked at me and she's like, are you stressed, babe? Like, when she sees, when she sees me jazz cleaning, she knows that there is something going on inside my heart. This is Peter fishing. Peter's trying to feel like he's in control. Maybe, maybe you go the other direction. Maybe you don't go to like, I want to be in control. Maybe you go the other way where you just push away from the table and say, I just want to numb out. I just want to chill out. I just want a bigger TV. I just want a more comfortable couch. I don't know how to, listen, I don't know where you go to, but we all go to some place in our hearts that's not pressing into what we actually need. And, and so we see Peter does this. He goes fishing and they fish all night and they catch nothing. What an accurate picture of us trying to take care of our own souls. It's like we think we're going to get there, but we can't clean enough. We can't catch enough fish. We can't make enough money. We can't do enough to deal with the anxiety that's in our hearts and in our souls. Well, Jesus shows up on the shore and, and the Bible says that the disciples didn't know that it was Jesus. Again, what a picture of our lives. God's right there with you in your living room today. Bible, like God is omnipresent. He's everywhere. He's always surrounding you. He's always present. And yet sometimes our hearts just aren't able to feel it because we don't realize that it's him that's there. And so there's still frustrated fishermen out on the boat. And so Jesus yells out, hey, guys, did you catch any fish? And I, I like to think of this as the sense of humor of God, like Rachel will do this to me. When she finds me jazz cleaning, she'll be like, hey, babe, how's that working out for you? Is it dealing with the issues in your soul? And I'm like, leave me alone, babe. I'm fine. 
Just let me do my cleaning. Jesus is like, hey guys, has it fixed things for you? Next thing you know, Jesus says, well, why don't you take the nets, put them on the other side? They throw the nets on the other side and all of a sudden there's too many fish in the nets for them to even hang on to. It's at this moment Peter realizes that this is Jesus. Now watch this. Dial in for this moment of the message and hear this. Peter has run away from Jesus. While he was away, Jesus went to the cross. But yet even after Peter knows that Jesus is alive, he's still far. It means that you and I can believe some of the right things. We can have a cognitive understanding of who God is and what he's done for us. It's possible to go to church and hear all the messages. It's possible to be around Christians. It's possible to be involved in the discussions. It's possible to be in a boat with some other people that are trying to figure it out. It's, it's possible to do all these things and yet still not realize that he's standing there choosing you. It's possible to believe in the message of Christianity. It's possible to understand some things about who Jesus is and still be sitting in life frustrated, not realizing that he comes back for you. He comes back for you in fear. He comes back for you in failure. He chooses you on the other side of your mistakes. Peter realizes Jesus still wants me. Jesus still has a plan for me. It's the moment he realizes more than just understanding a little bit, the moment he has the encounter in his heart that Jesus still chooses me. He's like, no more distance. I am diving in the lake to get to you and I pray that's where you're at today. I pray you're actually sitting or standing, watching this and realizing that I've always believed in God, but I've never realized that he's standing just a few feet away, choosing me, calling me, loving me and inviting me. The moment you realize that, that you'll say no more distance I'm running to you I'm diving to you because the God of the universe is looking at you today and saying you don't have to be defined by your past you don't have to be defined by your mistakes you don't have to be defined by your addiction or your divorce you don't have to be defined by an abortion or your career you don't have to be defined by what other people think about you or what anyone has ever said about you he's looking at you and saying you can be defined by the thing I did for you when you were furthest away from me Today, we have the opportunity to experience an encounter with the God who is looking at you and saying, I'm still choosing you. And so in a moment, we're going to go into a song of worship. And this song really articulates what is our response when we realize what Jesus has done. It says, no matter how far I run, I run into your arms. And when I'm falling apart, you won't let me go. And so my invitation to you right there where you're sitting would be to to posture your heart now, to open your heart to God reaching towards you today. In fact, maybe you wanna take a moment and actually stand up. I don't know what's going on around you, but could you focus in in this worship and response moment? God, I'm thanking you for this Easter Sunday. I'm thanking you that this is more than just an online message. This is the voice of God speaking by your word to the hearts of your people in the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of fear, in the midst for many of failure. God, you're still reaching. You're still in control. You're still there. And so God, we turn our hearts. We posture our hearts. We open our hearts to receive. When we're closing our doors to so much around us, we're choosing to open our 
doors. God, when we are actually dialing inward and just saying, I don't, I, I got to keep everything outside away from getting into me. Lord, may the, the gospel, may the good news of Jesus get into our hearts today. God, may we respond today with hearts of worship in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, let's worship him. He's worthy of praise. We sing this out to our God. No matter how far I run, I run into your love. And when I'm falling apart, you won't let me go. No matter how far I run, I run into your love. And when I'm falling apart, far I run, I run into your love, and when I'm falling apart, you won't let me go, no matter how far I run, I run into your love, and when I'm falling apart, you won't let me go, come on, the cross is all, the confidence I need. Your love won't give up on me You never made a promise you don't keep Your love won't give up on me The cross, come on The cross is all the confidence I need Your love won't give up on me give you an opportunity today to respond to God. If you'd say, I just want to know God. I'm not asking you today to join our church, not asking you to become more religious. If you have a longing in your soul to say, I just want to be close to God, then you're just one heartfelt prayer away from that becoming a reality in your life. What does the Bible say in the book of Romans, it says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. What was God saying when he said that to you? He's saying, if you'll put God at the, if you'll put Jesus in the top seat of your life, because realistically, I think we've all felt the reality of tried to do things on my own and it just hasn't worked out. What I need is a relationship with the God who came to rescue me. If today that is your desire, listen, it's one of the easiest things in the world to make a faith decision because all you have to do is simply believe. God made it that easy. The challenge of it is that it is the surrender of our lives to God. It is me taking me out of the driver's seat of my life and saying, God, I want you in the top seat. But here's the good news. That's what God made you to experience. So if today there's a longing in your soul to know God, and today you'd make that decision to say, I'm gonna put God in the first seat. Would would you pray this prayer with me? It's really simple and it's not the words that save you. It's, It's what's going on in your heart today. God drawing you and you responding. Pray this with me. Say, dear Jesus, I give you my life. 
I respond to your grace. I respond to your love by saying I've tried to go my own way and it's not worked out. I need your grace and I choose to follow you. Make you the Lord of my life. I receive your love. I receive your grace. And so now thank you for saving me. Help me to follow you in Jesus' name. Amen. If you just prayed that prayer, our hosts in our live chats are going to put a link in there for you to click to let us know that you prayed that prayer. I know there are some of you that you hear me say that and you're like, I can't wait to click the link because I, I need to know what my next step is. And there's others, myself, I would be in this category where I'm like, I don't want to go click a link. I'm just watching you talk. Here's why I want to encourage you to click the link. You just made an incredible first decision, but there's some next steps that are really going to help you. And we would just love to send you an email this week to let you know what some of those next steps are. But if you're the person that doesn't like clicking links and doesn't like filling stuff out, let me give you the easiest, next, best step. And I would encourage you simply to watch again next week. Watch again next week and you'll continue to hear me talk about all the things that will help you grow in your faith, which is to actually do life around some people that that are following Jesus. And as I said already, that's happening every single day right now in Zoom groups. Come on, you're going to have some next steps, but I would encourage you in the next step that's the most simple. Make a decision right now. I'm joining in again next week. Of course, I do want you to click the link because we do want to be able to celebrate with you. Come on, that today you made a great decision and I believe it's going to be a life. Listen, your life, I believe, is never, ever going to be the same again. Well, now as we celebrate those who just made that decision, let's come on, church, go back into a time of worship. As Andrew leads us, it's Easter Sunday. Let's give it all we've got as we worship our God. God, we thank you again that you have moved in our lives in this moment. And now we respond with grateful hearts as we worship you in Jesus' name. Amen. surface of my anxious imagination beckons a calmness that is found in you alone it washes over every doubt every imperfection Jesus, your presence is the comfort of my soul. There's nowhere I'd rather be when you're singing over me. I just want to be Lost in your mystery I'm found in your love for me I just wanna be here with you Here in the waiting I 
attention on the wonder of this moment. Jesus, your presence is the comfort of my soul. There's nowhere I'd rather be when you're singing over me.
I searched the world But it couldn't fill me Man's empty praise And treasures that fade Are never enough Then you came along Satisfied hearing your love. Come on. There's nothing better than you. There's nothing better than you. There's nothing. Nothing is better than you.
to be together with you for this Easter service. This is the part of our service where we give an opportunity to give financially to further what God is doing through our church. Now more than ever, we are the church. And I wanna encourage you in three ways that you're making a difference. First of all, you're providing food to the vulnerable in our city in this season. Kids who depend on meal support in their elementary schools during the week now don't have schools to help, but we're providing food for the entire week to these vulnerable families. So many of you are also making a difference through our small groups and in a season where we need each other. Our Resonate groups are growing and have become the connection place for so many, providing ministry and care to people all over our cities. And finally, as I mentioned in the intro, since we've moved our services online, every week our audience has grown. So even though we're not in the same room in this season, we're able to impact lives and your generosity is making a difference. If this is your church, would you take a moment to ask God, what would you have me do today? Let's pray. God, I thank you so much for the opportunity that we get to partner with you in seeing lives change. Thank you that we are someone's miracle. And I thank you, God, for all those who are going through um, challenging, difficult times, that you are the God of miracles. And so I pray miracles into people's lives, financial provision, healing in sick bodies. We thank you, Jesus, that you are enough, that you are good. We love you and we trust you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, I want to remind you, parents, that our Our Kids team has prepared some great content for you and your kids this week. It includes worship and a lesson, and you can find it all at weareresonate.ca. Thanks so much for joining us this Easter. We love you, church, and we'll see you next week.